So this week at our Holiday Bible Club, boys and girls will know that we were thinking a little bit about feelings and what the Bible has to say about them. We were thinking about feelings like anger and fear and joy. And it's that last feeling, joy, that I want to pick up on this morning and talk a little bit more about. Because here at St. Mary's, we believe that the greatest joy on earth comes from a life lived by faith in God. The greatest joy on earth comes from a life lived by faith in God. And last week in church, we were talking about faith, and we said that faith is simply believing God. Faith means believing God. It means believing God for more than what our eyes can see. Believing God for more than what our eyes can see. And this is the story that we hear about through Hebrews chapter 11. We call it the Hall of Faith. Uh, about all of these great people of old, these heroes of the faith, men and women who loved God and they believed God and they lived for Him. And as they did, they did amazing things for God. They believed and lived for God even though they didn't necessarily see all of the things that God promised happening before them, even though they didn't immediately experience all of God's promises being fulfilled, but they believed God because they knew that God was worth believing. And that's the thing about faith, isn't it? Faith is only as good as the person or the thing that we put our faith in. Uh, Warren Wearsby, a pastor and, and, and writer, says this. He says, if we trust people, we get what people can give us. If we trust money, we get what money can give us. If we trust ourselves, we get what we can do. But if we trust God we get what He alone can give us, what He alone can do. And these people in Hebrews chapter 11 believed God. They trusted God because they wanted to experience for themselves and their lives what He alone could do and the joy that He alone can bring. So I want us to think a little bit more about faith and what faith means this morning, boys and girls, and moms and dads, and grannies and grandas, and everybody here today. Uh, and, and after we think a little bit more about faith, we're going to think about two people that we heard about in our reading this morning, Abraham and Sarah. Because in their lives, we'll discover how living a life of faith leads to great joy, not just for Abraham and Sarah, but joy for the whole world. So to help us to think about what faith means, I've brought along something here this morning to show you. And believe it or not, what I've got here to show you this morning is a banana. Isn't that exciting, boys and girls? I've got a banana to show you this morning. But you know what? This is a very special banana. It's a very, very special banana. Who, who here likes bananas? Yes? Okay. I love bananas. I like to cut up bananas and put them on my cereal in the morning. 
I like bananas, especially when they're cut up and put in banoffee. Who here likes banoffee? Yes, yes, a few sweet teeth out there, that's great. Well, I tell you what, um, the thing is, is this is a very special banana, and you want to know why? It's because this banana comes already chopped up. Can you believe it? This banana, it, it comes already chopped up. Now, some of you might be thinking to yourself, Jim has gone mad. He's lost the plot. Not only does he look like Moses this morning. No, no, no. I'm not Moses. He comes later in Hebrews chapter 11. He's talking about bananas that are already cut up, but we all know that bananas don't come cut up, don't we? Don't we? Yes. The thing is, this one is already cut up. It's already chopped up on the inside. And you might think to yourself, but what does Jim know about bananas? He is not a banana expert. He's just a minister. No, he doesn't work in science with fruit and veg. He's not a farmer. He doesn't farm bananas. He doesn't know what he's talking about. How could he possibly talk about bananas chopped up? What are you talking about, Jim? Well, how many of you would believe me if you were able to see it for yourself? Yes? Well, I'm going to show you. And I'm going to ask my assistant to come up here and help me this morning. So my assistant is going to come up with my special banana plate to catch all of the chopped banana bits and pieces. So here's my banana. It's a normal banana, but it's a special banana because it's chopped up inside. And I'm going to show you. Okay, so here we go. So as I open up the banana, okay, here on the inside, look at this, boys and girls, this is very exciting. Whoa! And look at this. It's all chopped up in little bits and pieces all over the place. How about that? Now, clean up my hands here. Thank you, uh, special assistant. You can take that with you. The thing about that story about my special banana is if you had never seen that before, it would have taken faith to believe that the banana was chopped up when I told you. Because you've never seen it before. It would have taken believing something more than your eyes had ever seen. That's what faith is. Now that you've seen it, well, you realize that something funny's going on here. I'll tell you about it later if you want. But <laughs> that's what faith is. Faith is believing God for more than what our eyes can see. Now, it takes faith to believe in something that you haven't yet seen. But it's a lot easier to believe someone who knows what they're talking about, isn't it? And that's the story that we get through Hebrews chapter 11. We hear all about these people of faith, these people who met God, these people who encountered God, these people who spoke to God, these people who walked with God, these people who talked to God, and they knew God. And as a result of their experiences, we can look at their stories, we can hear about their lives, and we realize that they're worth listening to because they knew God. They believed what God said. 
They obeyed God and did what God asked, even if they didn't always get to see the things that God promised happening in the future. But still they believed and they followed God and God honored them for it. That's why we hear about their stories in this chapter. And just even taking a quick look at the lives of these people, you soon see that these were people who knew what they were talking about. They were worth listening to, but that's because they knew God. And they discovered that God is worth everything. So, take Abraham and Sarah, for example. Let's just think about their lives really quick. We hear about them starting in verse 8 of chapter 11 in Hebrews. But we can find the rest of their story and find out even more about them in Genesis chapter 12 and following. So I want you to look on the screen with me, and we're going to hear about Abraham and Sarah from what happens at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis and beginning in chapter 12 and following. And we can hear their story now. People were still just as cruel and mean to one another. They still got sick and died. God's world was still full of tears. It was never meant to be like this. But God was getting ready to do something about it. He was going to make all the wrong things right, and he was going to do it through a family. Abraham, God said, how many stars are there? God was about to tell his friend a wonderful secret. Uh, let me see, um, Abraham said, rolling up his sleeves. But have you ever tried counting stars? <laughs> then you know how hard it is. Uh, 993, 994, 997, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh, no, wait, uh, uh, one, two, well, of course, he kept losing count. Too many, he said. Guess what? God laughed. I will give you so many children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, you won't be able to count them either. Abraham couldn't help giggling at such a wonderful idea, but he stopped himself. How could he have a family? Don't be silly. He didn't have any children, let alone grandchildren. He wiped away a tear. Anyway, it was far too late for him to start having babies at his age. He was 99 years old. What could God mean? Abraham, God said, believe me. And then God told Abraham his secret rescue plan. Abraham, I will make your family very big, God promised, until one day your family will come to number more than even all the stars in the sky. Abraham looked up at the dark night sky, thick with stars. You will be my special family, my people, and through you everyone on earth will be blessed. It was an incredible promise. God was going to rescue the world through Abraham's family. One of his great-great-great-grandchildren would be the child, the promised one, the rescuer. Oh, but it's too wonderful, Abraham said. How can it be true? Is anything too good to be true? God asked. Is anything too wonderful for me? So Abraham trusted what God said, more than what his eyes could see. 
and he believed. Now when Abraham's wife Sarah heard God's promise, she just laughed to herself. But it wasn't a happy laugh. It had tears in it. She had always wanted a baby. Could her dream come true? Could she really have a baby when she was 90 years old? No, of course not. Don't be silly. It was far too late. See, Sarah didn't believe God could do what he promised. She had forgotten that when God says something, it's as good as done. Of course it was as easy for God to give her a baby son as it was for him to make all the stars in the sky. And sure enough, nine months later, just as God had promised, Sarah gave birth to a baby boy. They named him Isaac, which means son of laughter. And Sarah laughed. But this time it was a glorious, happy laugh. Her dream had come true. God would do as he promised. He would always look after Abraham's family, his special people. And one day, God would send another baby. A baby promised to a girl who didn't even have a husband. But this baby would bring laughter to the whole world. This baby would be everyone's dream come true. So what did we learn about Abraham and Sarah from that story? Sarah really wanted children, didn't she? But the, by the time we get to learning about Sarah uh, there in Genesis, we discover that things hadn't worked out. And now she was really too old to have children. And still, God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son. And from that little baby boy, God would grow them into a big family. God said that their family would be as many as the stars in the sky. Have you ever tried to count how many stars there are in the sky, boys and girls? You lose count because there are so many, aren't there? But Abraham and Sarah believed God for more than what their eyes could see, and God gave them a son. And they called him Isaac, which means son of laughter, or one who laughs, or one who rejoices. And initially, we heard that both Abraham and Sarah laughed when God told them that they would have a son. We're too old. How would that happen? Abraham was 99. But because they were so old, it seemed impossible. But still, when they believed God, God's promise came true. They went from ones who laughed to ones who rejoiced because God had been faithful to his promises. Abraham and Sarah trusted God for more than what their eyes could see, and they became full of joy as they experienced God making his promises to them, to them come true. But their joy over the birth of Isaac was only the beginning of the joy that was going to come. God had so much more in store, not just to bless Abraham and Sarah with a baby boy, but to bless the whole world with another baby that was still to come. One of Abraham's great, 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 great grandchildren, Jesus Christ who would come to be a blessing to the whole world. And this was the blessing that Abraham was really waiting for, but one that he never actually got to see with his own eyes. But it was the blessing that he knew would one day come true because God said it, and so Abraham believed it. 
God's promise was that one day He would send a rescuer from heaven to rescue us from our sin, from all the wrong things that we have done. He would put all of the wrong things in the world right so that we would be able to go to heaven, to live with Him there forever, along with Abraham and all of God's friends. And this is why uh, in the Bible story that we heard today from Hebrews 11, this is why Abraham left his hometown. And this is why he followed God to a land that was far off, a land that God promised was be, to, would be his new home. And this is why when Abraham got there, he was prepared even to live in tents because he knew that that wasn't his real forever home. He knew that God promised him a land that would be even more beautiful than the land that he could see with his eyes in front of him. God had promised him an eternal home. And one day, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be that promised rescuer to make it possible for us to live there with him. But if you want to be friends with God, and, and if you want to live in heaven one day too with him, you have to have faith like Abraham did, don't you? You have to believe God for more than what your eyes can see. You have to believe that Jesus is God's Son and that He came to rescue you from your sin and the wrong things you've done. And that might seem like a hard thing to do because we haven't seen Jesus with our own eyes. But in the Bible, we have stories written by people who did see him, who talked to him, who were with him, who laughed with him, who played with him, and who enjoyed life with him when he was here among us. And they've written down their stories of what Jesus did and what he said and why he came. These are people who were with Jesus, people who can be believed and trusted and if we read the Bible to hear those stories, and if we listen close, we'll discover that God still speaks to us today by His Holy Spirit. Like Abraham, God is calling people, He's calling you and He's calling me to believe and to follow Him. Because He knows the greatest joy on earth comes from a life lived by faith, Believing God for more than what our eyes can see. Like Abraham, God calls us to listen and obey so that in following Him, we'll know a life filled with joy as we patiently look forward to seeing the day when all of God's promises come true, when all of the wrong things are put right, when all of the sad things come untrue. And in the meantime, we walk by faith believing God for what we don't yet see, knowing that one day we will enjoy the reward of faith and see what we believe.